Hi, you are listening to the Inspired Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. Be ready to be inspired. Stay kind, hit your goals, regroup, find self-love, make more moments for small joys, and meet my red Doberman fortune from the Sunshine Club. Hope you enjoy this podcast and download it. Thanks for tuning in. Be kind and have an inspired mind. Hi, this is Michelle Shaw, and you are listening to the Inspired Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I just had to do a quick clip of love from my heart to yours and say thank you so much to all of those who have been coming to my yoga classes in San Diego for the last year. I'm celebrating one year today teaching yoga at the Carlsbad Village Yoga Studio in um, Carlsbad, California. And even though we are under quarantine, I've still been doing live videos every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's a nice, ooh, high fortune. Oh, here comes my boy. Come here, Bobby. Fortune, he does my podcasts with me. Yes, he does. He does the Sunshine Club podcasts. But back to yoga this Sunday at 10 a.m., one hour gentle stretch free Facebook Live at Carlsbad Village Yoga. If you look that up on Facebook, you will find that right there. And also, um, a little extra is happening um, the day before May 16th, this Saturday at 5 15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am hosting a yoga live Facebook. It will be posted onto the Carlsbad Village Yoga Studio. Just a 30-minute extra gentle stretch for the afternoon this Saturday. From my heart to yours, celebrating one year of teaching yoga. I love, 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 love um, Carlsbad Village Yoga Studio, uh, Candy, all of the uh, yogis I've met there, all of the yoga students, and what a blessing it's been to learn from them, to breathe with them, and to practice and teach yoga with them. I do not take it for granted. And yes, it has, my gratitude has been magnified for um, all of that presence we had together for Um, the last year, except obviously the last six weeks or so here in quarantine. But luckily, I've been able to teach yoga with them online. And that is still a blessing. So I hope you join me. I love teaching yoga. It's just helped me revitalize my spirit, get in touch with the power of breathing and go a little deeper into my own health as far as how I take care of myself. Um, the way I look at my body as far as how it functions and why I need to be more careful with what I choose to eat every day and make a make a point to move, okay? Not just walking, not just running, not just working out, but taking those limbs and moving and stretching them and just enjoying being inside the body, um, 
I have that God gave me and what a blessing it is to take care of ourselves and to celebrate this life. Okay. So thank you for tuning in for this quick clip here from the inspired mind in fortune. He's looking my red Doberman. He's looking a little left out. So I'm going to end this by coming over and sitting right next to him. Oh, fortune. I like to build my dogs up and I'll share one more quick little story right before we go to bed every night I tell Fortune and Phoebe I say who's gonna make it to the Genesis Book of World Records as the oldest living Doberman in the world and he's gonna say I am I am I speak for them like they're talking okay <laughs> empty nest here right huh but hey we're having fun oh he talks say hello can you say hello for the podcast Sometimes Fortune talks when he feels like he opens his mouth and he says, Hurrah. I swear I hear it. Genesis Book of World Records. They're going to ask, how did he do it? How did Fortune, Francis Xavier, make it? And he always tells a little clip. You know, obviously it's me. But he um, this time he's going to say, oh, because my mom, my mom taught me how to say hurrah with my own voice. You hear that? That's Fortune. He's talking. He's saying, hello. Hello. was good that was fortune he was talking for the podcast that was excellent fortune mama's so proud oh anyway genesis book of world records right here seven years old he is mighty he is fine he is proud and he is a red natural ear doberman with a beat oh i love you oh my goodness this is special Okay, we're having too much fun. He's a very special Doberman. He's smiling so big. He's so happy. He loves doing these podcasts. How are you? You can do it. Do it. I think that's it for the talking tonight. But anyway, so that's that's my big red Doberman. And he's my, my pride and joy. I love him. What a gift from God. And Phoebe, my little spry senior chihuahua. I have two kitty cats too. And I always uh, do a few little clips of love live with them from the Sunshine Club segments, which are just light and fun and airy. If you're looking for just a little clip of something uh, new to brighten your day. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Inspired Mind Podcast. I'm Michelle Shaw, and I am grateful for you. Hey, be, be kind. And um, oh, I thought I heard Fortune talking again. Be kind and have an inspired mind. Take care. I'm out. Hi, this is Michelle Shaw, and thank you so much for tuning into the Inspired Mind podcast. If you don't have a chance to find your way over to Facebook uh, and watch that live video um, on there regarding the gentle stretch celebrating my one-year anniversary of teaching yoga, I am just going to lead you right now through a little bit of breath work 
and simple stretching right um, in your own home. And all you have to do is keep on listening. It'll be very simple. Um, and this is just an excellent way to ground ourselves, to find peace of mind, and to also bring our awareness inside our body. And why is that important? Because that's where we are, okay? And when we bring our awareness inside our body, it gives us a sense of um, well-being. It also gives us a sense of knowing a little bit more about ourselves because if we understand our body better, we will understand ourselves because they are all interconnected, the mind, body, and soul. Um, And I just want to um, get this out there really quickly before I begin this simple breathing techniques. Um, Prior to doing my yoga training and certification for two years, I, I was I'm an exerciser. I love to run. I was a runner, ran a couple of half marathons, um, and I ran long distances, um, went to the gym, did all different sorts of things. And the main thing is, is just to move, move our body, get that heart rate up, uh, work on your muscles. But what I figured out that I was missing, maybe you weren't missing this piece, but I was, is that our body is... Um, pretty much like a machine, if you believe it or not, where if we do not take care of it properly, it will not function. It will begin to break down. And and, and what does the breakdown look like? It looks like disease, disease. So when we take better care of our body by micromanaging our health every day, every day. And I'm still learning as I go here. I learned so much in those two uh, years of training, especially in my 500 hour with one of my rock star teachers, Stacy McCarthy. You've got to check her out on Instagram. She is one of my heroes. Learned so much about um, how the body is integrated with our uh, soul and our thinking in a deeper level and how the muscles just all connect and need to be stretched, okay? And we don't want our body to um, harden or calcify those joints as we get older. We need to keep those muscles and the joints. We just kind of keep those nice and relaxed. And how do we do that? By tuning into our breath, number one, by bringing our body awareness right where we are inside our body, and also by placing our attention onto our different parts of our body, like our limbs, our legs, our arms, our shoulders, our hips, um, our, our core, um, our neck. Are you um, making sure your neck is an extension of your spine? Little things like that that helped me so much. And um, uh, about 25 years ago, I had already worked um, in yoga, uh, just taking yoga for myself. Um, and also, but I worked with a breathing coach, Michiko Jane Rolek. And she is still, I consider her my very first mentor guru as far as how I learned the mind-body connection, all right? And um, I would, I was in my mid-20s. I was living in Los Angeles and was just really working hard to um, kind of hit like a, I don't know, maybe like a lull in my um, acting, uh, when I was an actress at that time, in my performances when I would go out and, and, and audition. And Michiko brought me back to my center. She helped me understand the power of my breath and 
now I know that was a pranayama limb of yoga. And I learned all of these breathing techniques in my 20s. And I am just so grateful for Michiko. Look her up. She's my, my first guru. Michiko is on Twitter. She has great advice every day on how to find more happiness, a little more self-care, self-love, and just how to weave it in easily into your life. Um, her uh, Twitter handle is Mindful Posture, at Mindful Posture, and on Instagram, it's MJ Rolick. So check out those two teachers. I love them both dearly. Um, but back to just a little bit of a gentle stretch here with me. So if you want to sit in a chair, that is quite fine. Or I'm right now sitting on the ground on my yoga mat. You can also use a towel. If your hips are tight and your knees are kind of propped up and it feels uncomfortable, um, please sit in a chair, whatever works for you. The main thing is the deep breathing and connecting your mind and your breath to your body, okay? So uh, find your position, and if you decide to sit on the floor and your, your hips feel a little tight, you can protect your hips by, um, sorry about that, that was my, let me just turn that down. Uh, you can protect your hips by placing pillows on each side underneath your knees, okay? So first of all, let's sit in easy pose um, in your chair with your, your, your feet down on the floor, nice straight spine. Um, you're just going to place, if you're in a chair, your, your hands right onto your knees. Just relax and just have a nice firm core. And imagine that rib cage lifting up and, and then check in with that neck. Make sure the neck is an extension of the spine, okay? And then also, we're going to pay attention to the shoulders. Nice, soft shoulders. But the rib cage is lifting, opening that heart space. And you're going to have a nice lift in that rib cage. Good firm core. And if you're on the ground, same thing. Except right now, take that right hand with me and place it on the bottom of your lower back, kind of grounding those sit bones to the earth, okay? And now with your left hand, place your left hand onto your abdomen. And um, imagine from your abdomen, from your core, there is an invisible white line, a string that is going up from the center of your core all the way up through your heart space, your rib cage, on past the shoulders, your neck, through the crown of your head, just lifting your head up nice and high. Once again, the neck is an extension of the spine and your shoulders are softening. And let's place those hands right there on our knees, closing our eyes. And let's take a nice fresh inhale and an audible exhale together, all right? Inhale. Exhale. And just let that all out, okay? Using those abdominal muscles to extract that stale air. Let's do that one more time. Inhale. Audible exhale. Excellent. Now let's use our Ujjayi breath, which means victorious breath by breathing in and out through the nose now, okay? Making sure the body's still aligned, nice long spine, lifting that rib cage, breathing in through the nostrils and then out through the nostrils, closing your eyes. Hands are right there on your knees, 
either on your uh, seat where you're sitting or on the floor. You have a nice straight spine, tight core, and extracting all of that stale air on your exhale, focusing your attention on that exhale. And maybe even that exhale is a little bit slower than the inhale. Try that for a couple of breaths. Let's do that one more time. Inhale. Oh, that felt so good. Did you see when we slowed down our exhale, how it just quieted the mind just a little bit more? So let's do a couple more deep breaths together. In through the nose, out through the nose. Victorious breath. Lifting that heart space, softening those shoulders. Maybe even you have a slight smile parting between the corner of your lips. We've got one more breath. Excellent. Open your eyes and let's place our hands to our heart center and take one more deep, fresh breath together and an audible exhale. Inhale. Audible exhale. And just take this moment to set your intention and be gentle with your mind, always in yourself. Send yourself loving thoughts. Care for yourself each day. You deserve love first from yourself. And when we do this more, we radiate more love. We have more love and we can find it for others more too. Um, so let's open our eyes and begin. Let's take those hands and stretch them out placing them right by our hips, either on the chair, or on the floor, both are, the hands are by your hips. Let's take a fresh inhale, inhale, sweep those arms up over your head, palms coming together, and then exhale, sweeping them down each side. One more time. Let's do that. Inhale, breathing in and out through the nose, arms rising up, sweeping up, palms touching, exhale excellent one more time inhale arms lifting overhead exhale and you hear that little noise on the exhale it sounds sort of uh, michiko would describe it as a sea wind sound that's your using your muscles in the back of your your throat to constrict um your muscles and it makes that sea wind sound and it just really brings your attention inward and also quiets the mind. So let's do that one more time. Sweep those arms up all the way overhead, each side. Exhale and try that sea wind sound. You have a slight smile on the corner of each side of your, your lips, and then your tongue is placed on the roof of your mouth, okay? One more time. Inhale. Sweep those arms up. Exhale. 
sweeping the arms down. Excellent. And now we're just going to place our hands right onto our knees and we're going to do little circles guiding our body with our shoulders, okay? Rooting those sit bones down and we're going to draw a line with our, our shoulders as we just kind of do a circle over that pervert, uh, the pelvic girdle of our, of our um, abdomen area. So you've got those sit bones grounded and your hands are on your knees, kind of rooting your hands for a little balance. And you can do this in your chair too, placing your hands on your knees. You know, just kind of, uh, you might need to sit out a little from the back of your chair and just do like little mini circles with your torso. Feels so good. Maybe throw in a a shoulder roll on each side. And let's just do a couple more of these. Staying connected to your ujjayi breath, victorious breath. And whenever that feels good, reverse that direction of that circular motion right there over the pelvic floor. One more breath. Great work. Okay, we're just going to do a couple more and we're finished. But believe it or not, even just what we did is flooding our blood cells with lots of fresh oxygen. You're boosting your immune system and you're also awakening the mind, giving your, 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 um, brain a big boost too. Okay. Um, so even if you just do something like that every morning, or try three times a week, that's my rule of three to begin a habit, begin three times a week first, and then try for five. And then if you can do seven, awesome. But even if you do three to five times a week, Think of all of that extra deep breathing you are doing for your body, stretching those arms up. And when you stretch your arms up over your head, you're elongating your spine, all right? You're um, creating extra little space between each vertebrae and you're helping your nervous system, all right? Um, That goes right in there between each of those vertebrae. And when we open those vertebrae by stretching that spine. It, it just helps improves our immune system. It helps our body work better. So believe it or not, doing 10 minutes of something like that every day is just a good way to boost your health. All right. Um, and prior to the last year of teaching yoga, I never really enjoyed gentle yoga. And now I'm addicted to it. I love it. I still do um, my harder yoga, but this is actually what, believe it or not, I have um, in the last six months lost about 12 pounds. Wasn't even trying to, I mean, I, I thought I looked fine before, but I think that just happens naturally. Uh, we tap into that parasympathetic nervous system where we uh, slow down and we're not running around in that fight or flight syndrome of our life or and, and and we, I know I have a tendency to do that. I, I'm kind of a, a high strung person naturally love to run around, do so much, go, 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 but it's not actually a healthy way to live. So if I begin my day like this, it helps me be a little more mindful, peaceful and quiet and able to retain life better. And actually it helps me, um, listen better too. When I speak, my husband has, we have a fruit stand, uh, in, uh, San Diego. And I've noticed when I do these exercises in the morning, I've been religiously doing them during the quarantine because it helps ground me so much. And, um, 
it, it's been kind of stressful waiting on lots of hundreds of customers in the beginning and now finding that stride all as well. <laughs> and I've got the hang of it, but I, oh, 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 uh oh, something's going on in the backyard. Hold on, hold on. Bobby, oh, did you find a lizard? Oh, I, I oh, those are my, those are my love nuggets. That's Phoebe. Good job, Phoebe. That's my chihuahua and fortune. Um, and I would do the sunshine club without them, with them. I'll probably th- weave that in in a second. Um, but, um, oh, actually maybe I better wind this one down. Fortune, get in here. Come here. He always helps me with my podcast. Come here, boy. Maybe I'll, I'll segue into the sunshine club. We're going to round our, do our last couple stretches out here outside so I can, um, be with my, my, my fur babies. They're like, mom, what are you doing in there? Come be with us. And, um, so we're sitting on the floor still, or you're in your chair and, um, let's just do one, two more. Um, um, let's just do a couple of stretches, uh, where we lift one arm up on each side over our head and then we'll just rotate. Okay. So let's begin, um, with that right arm nice and long. First, let's have it on the ground or on your knee and let's take a fresh inhale, inhale, sweep that right arm up over your head, Yes, how good does that feel? And then bring your head, if you can, to that left shoulder. And we're just creating a nice open space on our right side. And it's a kind of a, a slight bend in your spine over to the left. And we're opening all of that space up over on the right. And we've got two more breaths here. Your huge eye breath. And exhale, bring that hand back down. Excellent. Let's switch sides. Inhale, that left arm is sweeping all the way up. Bring your head closer to your your right shoulder. Not stretching, not um, straining the neck. Just nice and easy, okay? Be very gentle with your body. We've got one more breath. Nice, fresh inhale. And then exhale, sweeping that arm down by your side. Excellent. And that's going to be it. Let's place our hands to our heart center. I wanted to do a little bit more, but my um, sunshine club is calling, all right? It looks wonderful out there. I've got a little bitty backyard back there, and we do sunshine club where we sit on the, um, the little green cushions in the sunshine and soak up the vitamin D. So place your hands to your heart center now. Nice deep breath. We're going to do an audible exhale now. Audible exhale. One more time. Inhale. Excellent. And now I have one tiny mantra for you and for myself, from my heart to yours. Repeat after me. Nice, fresh breath. I am peaceful. Next breath, inhale. I am calm. I am relaxed.
And at this moment, send a loving, heartwarming ping to someone you love. Maybe it's yourself. Goodwill toward yourself. And remember to give yourself self-love throughout the day by little acts of um, habits and rituals that you can create. And just by sending positive thoughts of love you're okay. You know, sometimes we slip up, we make mistakes. We have to go easy on ourselves. All right. Especially right now with the COVID-19 world going on from my heart to yours. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm about to hit the sunshine club and that's what's going to be next. If you want to keep listening, I am so grateful for you. Um, Hey, be kind, have inspired mine. I'm out. This is Michelle Shaw, and you are listening to the Inspired Mind Podcast. I'm so excited you are here. I have Phoebe, I have Fortune Francis Xavier, and we just finished up, or I did um, a little gentle stretch yoga, and I uh, wanted to come out here and soak up some sun rays with you, with my fur babies. I've got Lily, she is a Siamese lilac point. I've got Sophie, she's a snowshoe. I have Fortune Francis Xavier, red natural, your Doberman. He is seven years old, but he still thinks he's a puppy. And then I've got Phoebe, Phoebe. Phoebe's my beautiful little white chihuahua. And um, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about Phoebe, my little white chihuahua. She is such a gift. And this is what the little story is about today in the backyard. I know it may sound corny, but I have to share the story because it, it seems to relate to a lot of things in life. Um, about four years ago, my red Doberman fortune, um, we used to have him get together with lots of different uh, dogs, uh, play dates, and, and then he would come home and he would be so sad for a while. And we had Phoebe, um, we didn't have Phoebe yet, we just had uh, the kitty cats, and he loves the kitties, but uh, I realized, I told my husband, I think Fortune needs a dog, and we live in a, you know, like a little town home um, with a smaller yard, so it wouldn't make sense to get another massive dog, like another Doberman. <laughs> so we went on this hunt to find Fortune, a friend, and... Um, we just thought it would be so easy, all right? So we thought, well, we'll go to a rescue. We'll rescue a dog because we always we always do that. We rescue, you know, not that there's anything you know, for the breeders that are uh, certified and keep the breeds going. So I don't want to get off on that subject. But anyway, um, Fortune, we rescued from uh, Aztec Doberman Rescue and the kitties from a woman that actually goes around to the shelters that, that rescues cats and dogs from um, being euthanized, but well, anyway, so we thought, well, let's support a rescue, uh, charity, uh, nonprofit, uh, animal, uh, little charity that, that they take the animals out of the shelters and, uh, who knew it would be such a big process? Well, lo and behold, we, uh, found like four or five and we have these interviews set up and we started, I think it was in May of 2016, right? Thought it would be easy breezy. And sure enough, the first time we were turned down and we really liked that dog. All right. And so I thought, well, okay. I always try to stay positive. No problem. Mm -mm. Okay. Let's go on to the next. Well, lo and behold, next 
next one same thing it mainly be because we have a big red doberman and uh, these uh they were worried about the the you know obviously they were worried about our big dog was he going to be safe for their little dog they were trying to find a good home for and then by the third time robin and i and jackson we were very nervous like um okay well uh, i are we going to be worthy are they going to like us so like by the third time we had a whole different tune where um they would come into the house and um these little rescue shelters or uh, the charity nonprofit ones, and and they're kind of you know they're, it's like two hundred dollar adoption, three hundred dollar, which is fine because it's going to help the animals. Uh, and each time we were turned down, okay. And I want to tell you, I'm biggest power of prayer, uh, lover of Christ, and I just kind of stayed the course. Um, but by the fourth time, I have to say, I started to. Um, find a little bit of like what you know kind of discouraged about the dog hunt I wanted to find you know a dog for for fortune for us too but a friend so finally after the fifth time we were turned down because we had a Doberman and they were worried their little dog was going to get their little head ripped off because the fortune's not that kind of Doberman the Dobermans are kind of a misunderstood breed but um just like human beings can be so anyway I finally said to Robin I said you know what we're going to the Humane Society we're going to find a dog there that's what they do they go and they rescue these animals and uh, we'll go look there so I found this little chihuahua in Oceanside when I was at my parents house I was in Iowa visiting my parents in Spirit Lake it was October 2016 and there was this cute little white chihuahua she looks so sad and I I called my husband and neither my husband or I are are, well we just didn't know because we weren't we never had a chihuahua but we weren't fans of chihuahuas so he was like no way baby are we getting a chihuahua (laughs) like oh no I mean he didn't quite say it like that but um I and I'm like oh please please like okay okay when you get home so I called the Oceanside and um you know if she was adopted there was nothing I could do but when I came back she was still available so Robin and I went out on a Saturday. He had his help at our his employees at the Paradise, and we jammed over to Oceanside, and we had to take Fortune, all right? Once again, the whole interview thing, and by this time, it's like it's like number interview six, please, right? And she wasn't there. Uh, Phoebe wasn't even there. She was being shown at some Petco uh, to try to get adopted, and then we waited an hour. Long story short, I'm going on here. The whole point is... Phoebe was the one that got adopted, all right? Phoebe was the one. And I love my Phoebe so much. She is, I'm not sure how old she is. When we adopted her, they they said, oh, she's seven or eight. And then when we were paying for the fees and about to leave, maybe she's 10 or 11, we don't know. So we took her to the vet, maybe 10. So that was about four years ago. So she's either 14 or 15, 15 years old. And she is just a little love bug. She's given me so much joy. And what is the, um, what is the little jewel we can extract, or at least I can extract, I hope you can too, um, is that we don't always get what we want when we want it. Sometimes we're impatient and we want things when we want them, but we can't get them when we want them. Why? 
because God has a better plan. There's something better waiting for us that we can't see, but he can. So that prayer and the trust, and and if it's not a yes in our, our prayers, prayers are communication to God. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm just giving you my own personal advice, but that is like a story. I always remind myself, my husband and I are right now looking, um, I'm moving and it's been kind of frustrating and I always remind myself of that Phoebe story that there is always another plan that maybe I don't know but I keep the faith and um, that's what we all have to do especially right now and I guess that's another reason why I thought it might be fun to share the story because of the quarantine what's going on it's so so hard um, right now with the restrictions and things going on and and people are getting restless I've been getting restless when is life returning back to normal well we don't know it may never quite be the same I think eventually it will it might take a year it might take six months who knows maybe new restrictions will be brought in hey yeah maybe it won't be the same maybe we will all begin to be a little more mindful of our um, hygiene and like washing our hands more vigorously Um, luckily uh, from being around my husband and, and being down at paradise I have really got that ingrained in my life already not to touch your face wipe down the surfaces yada yada so back to you back to me and the sunshine club it is beautiful today and I'm going to tell you one more thing um, I share with you anyway that um, I am not a dog person all right this is like an anomaly it is nothing I ever thought in a million years not that I didn't like dogs I grew up with animals on a farm in Missouri but I never thought I would be a dog owner I've always been a cat person my sister would attest for this so about eight years ago seven years ago my husband and I were in Tulum and he said I've always wanted a Doberman I remember thinking, sitting there in that hot sunshine on that white beach in Mexico, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get a dog, I'm going to have to get a Doberman. And we did, we were so lucky, we had no idea how lucky we were to find a puppy through a rescue of a Doberman. Like that month, we found fortune, it was like definitely a synchronicity through prayer and, and fortune gosh what I've been missing in life right you know I've always loved my cats my cats are awesome they they're a whole different animal as we know when they teach us other things but I have learned so many life lessons from my dogs and and just how to be more mindful they bring you into the present oh gosh I just heard one of those hawks oh my goodness gotta watch for those birds Okay, just just doing a check, just doing a check, because Phoebe's out, my little, my little senior chihuahua, ooh, okay, I think that's a nice bird, <laughs> so anyway, these, these, these little love nuggets, like yesterday we had to go to the tomato fields, and this is after my husband, uh, gosh, he gets up, leaves the house seven, I don't even know how long his day is at Paradise, probably 14 hours, but he is dedicated, he is like a, uh, a wheel that circular motions right in the center and he's got all of those habitual habits of how he runs his business just down to the wire so we had to go to the tomato fields I'm like oh do you think we can go tomorrow you know baby and he's like no we really need to go tomorrow tonight and so we loaded up the dogs took them with us and it was like the most beautiful sky these tomato fields are up above 
um, up on this hill and you can see the Pacific Ocean off to the side. No one was even up there, okay, so it's quarantine, but we still have to pick up the produce to supply it to people in the area, and don't worry, we have masks, so. <laughs> anyway, it was just, but bringing the puppy lovies, these lovey puppies, they, it was so much fun just watching them have fun. I love you, Fortune. Oh, he's smiling. I wish you could see my Doberman smile. He is a gift from God. Thank you, boy. You are beautiful. And Phoebe, you are such a good girl. I am so glad all of those um, little rescue shelters, um, the animal charity, nonprofit, whatever they are, they're, they're doing all that hard work. And I am grateful for all that hard work. But I have to say my feelings did get hurt. But I am so grateful they turned us down because I have my Phoebe. And I love Phoebe so much. And um, if you don't have an animal... Gosh, right now is the time when you really need one. You need a pet. You need someone to love, especially if you're alone in the quarantine. Hey, I know there's all these restrictions with different renting, and um, uh, so maybe check if you're if you don't own your home, if you're renting, you know, before you get a pet. But listen, these love nuggets—they give us so much love. Oh, oh, oh! Something's going on. It's it's Tate. It's our neighbor. Good job, Phoebe. Oh, they protect their mama. Good boy. Excellent work. Always protecting like uh, we don't have to worry about robbers here. <laughs> We've got a beautiful red doberman taking care of us. But hey, this is the sunshine club. It's off off the you know the cough. I'm just like talking and I've got my dogs are going nuts now, so I'm gonna sign out. I am grateful for you. It's my one year anniversary of teaching yoga, so this this segment was a little long, but I'm just overjoyed because I've um, found new happiness in life and I feel very blessed. I also have new friends that, um, uh, that have a, a church kind of near the fruit stand and they are just wonderful. You should watch their uh, videos online. I think it's Authenticity Church on YouTube. Check that out too. They're, they're really wonderful people and um, it's been great watching those those uh, sermons at home live um, on YouTube during the quarantine because it just kind of lifts the spirit. So that's all for now. And I hope you and your family are well and safe and um, safe, kind, and have an inspired mind. And I, I love my kitties too. One day I'll, I'll devote a little segment in the Sunshine Club to Lily and Sophie, and I will tell you about their journey. Hey, take care. I'm out. Hi, this is the Inspired Mind Podcast, and this is Michelle Shaw, your host. I am so excited that you are here with me this morning. If you are listening to this particular podcast, it's a great chance that you are searching for some simple, powerful breathing exercises that can jumpstart your day, make you feel better, and center and ground yourself for today and every day. Um, a little bit about my background. I learned pranayamic breathing over 25 years ago with my life coach, Michiko Jane Rolick, MJ Rolick on Twitter, and uh, actually, sorry, Mindful Posture on Twitter, and uh, MJ Rolick on 
uh, Instagram, and she has amazing feed every day of self-care love tips. So follow her if you're looking for some inspiration. And um, back to the powerful breathing exercises, okay? Why it was so incredible to meet Michiko is, um, you know, meditation is, it seems hard to approach. It's like, ooh, maybe it's, that's going to take too long. Like, ooh, I don't have enough time in my day to sit on a floor and meditate for 15 minutes. Like that, in some individual's mind, and it has been in mine as well, wow, it feels like a waste of time. So I'm just going to explain to you why it's not. You may already know this, but um, when we center ourselves and breathe deep and do this regularly, we can change Um, the way our brain, our stimulus, how we react in certain situations and actually rewire our brain to react in a more calm and peaceful way. And um, I have definitely put my breathing exercises, mini meditation mornings to practice during the quarantine. Whereas prior to this, I would kind of jump around during the day doing my breathing exercises here there uh, and doing three to five a week. Now, right now, because of what's going on every day without fail, I do 22 breaths. And I shared this before on another meditation, um, breathing exercise tips. But this right now is just explaining why you need to breathe deep, how it changes the way we think, how we interact each day, and it brings us a sense of peace we may not have. Um, And why? Because it rewires our brain, okay? And when you can understand that on a deeper level, oh, you will definitely get on your mat and start breathing. For example, at the very beginning of the quarantine, I just had this one Sunday where I had just gone and and taught yoga. Um, It was raining, and I was wearing these kind of like hospital scrubs over um, already my clothes and just you know in that fight or flight feeling with the with the virus going on and it was just too much and I just kind of like ripped off that yellow thing that I was wearing took off the mask and hung out in the back of my husband's or our, our, our business together at paradise it's a little produce open air market that just became inundated by many many people not wanting to go inside grocery stores. So um, blessing, yes, we are grateful for all of that extra business. However, it was also extremely stressful uh, when you're thinking anyone that you're dealing with could have a virus. And I have great faith in God, great faith in prayer. However, there's still the rational world of science. And the main thing with this virus is it's very simple. We have to do our due diligence in washing our hands, not touching our face, following simple, cleanly, easy rules. Every day we can do wiping down surfaces. And if you do go grocery shopping right now and you are still in a quarantine area, Go home, when you go home, peel those clothes off and throw them in the washer. So, um, and because I started my breathing exercises after that day where I felt so panicked, sitting on the floor, it's raining outside. I've got some uh, doctor scrubs on, uh, feeling like it's like an apocalyptic pandemic virus, which many of us are feeling. It's like that fear spiraling out of control. So, 
Prayer is a wonderful, my faith in Christ is high and above, okay? However, it's wonderful to have science techniques, breathing of how our body works to help us deal better with stress. And I learned a lot of that in a yoga 500 hour certification at Miracosta College in uh, Southern California in the last two years. Very exciting when you understand deeply how your body works and why we need to move our limbs besides just walking or running or biking or going to the gym and lifting weights. We need to move our limbs in different ways, breathe deep and use our body almost like a machine and respect it because that's where our soul resides. So let's get to the breathing exercises. I do 22 in the morning and it's 11 breaths in Sukhasana pose. That is, um, you know, where you sit on the floor and you just have your knees nice and comfortable and you can uh, stack some pillows underneath the knees to support yourself and also you can place a blanket right underneath your buttocks area there and kind of lift yourself up and that will ease um, any tension you might be feeling on your knees in Sukhasana pose where you have your um, your legs are um, crossed and you've got your feet, you know, and it, it's just an excellent way to start the day in Sukhasana easy pose. But of course, if you're not used to sitting like this, definitely protect those knees. Give yourself that lift with a little blanket underneath the buttocks area on the ground, okay? And so once we've gotten comfortable, we're going to take our right hand. I do this in my yoga classes because you visually can see we're taking our right hand and we're holding it up in the air almost as if we are asking a question in a class like we were in elementary school. And take that right hand after lifting it up and place it on the small of your back and slightly, gently pull your buttocks down to the earth and you'll feel that lift in your rib cage. And now while you're still breathing in and out through the nose now, find your core strength and just engage those abdominal muscles. And then out through the nose. That sound you're hearing uh, is called a sea wind sound that I learned from Michiko. Everyone has a little different sound or um, a, a name for that or a term. I like that one because it reminds me of the wind. It reminds me of the sea and I can see the ocean. And it, it's a calming visual that I add into my breathing exercises. So let's now place our hands right there onto our knees. And we're rooting those sit bones down. And now we're taking that left hand and we're holding it up just like we did in elementary school we're asking a question but we're turning it to ourselves taking that hand now and guiding it right there onto your abdomen and you're feeling those abdominal muscles engage that core is strong your sit bones are grounded to the floor to the earth and you're having a nice you are lifting that rib cage up that heart space is opening and now Place your attention right there on your shoulders. Notice if they're kind of coming forward a little. Just take a fresh deep breath. And let's do an audible exhale. 
Now, when you did that, observe, let's do that one more time and observe your shoulder blades, okay? Inhale. Audible exhale. Did you feel how your shoulder blades naturally come together just a little bit more opening those shoulders so that's what we're when we are sitting in sukhasana pose be aware of your shoulders make sure they are softening slight engagement in your shoulder blades opening that heart space okay and now let's check in with our neck it's an extension of the spine always i know i have to work on this because off and on throughout my life, I've had, um, you know, I've had a little bit of a hearing problem where I, I've kind of reached forward with my neck to listen. And now I'm working on strengthening my neck muscles every day so I can hold my neck right over my spine. Why is this important? Because our neck is an extension of our spine that's connected to our brain where everything runs through our spinal cord spiraling out through our body and if our neck is kinked up it's impacting that nervous system how our body works every day so just alignment of body kind of fine-tuning that will help us feel better along with the breathing exercises. So if you're just sitting down on the floor and you begin breathing and you're not being mindful of your posture, how your bones are aligned, that's like half of the equation. And that's what I learned uh, from Michiko, my first uh, breathing teacher in 1995, and then expanded upon that, learned so much in my kinesiology classes on how the alignment of the spine uh, impacts our health. So how exciting is that, that we have the power to tap into micromanaging our health every day in simple ways, as simple as breathing a little bit deeper each morning, and it doesn't take too much time. So if you remove the word meditation and insert breathing exercises it mitigates that um, how meditation can seem so like you're climbing up this big mountain and you may not reach the top we can take baby steps all right and that's what I still do every day I I don't um, call myself a meditator because I don't perceive myself as that. However, I do lots of breathing exercises that are like mini meditations. And that is what works for me. So the key to this is finding what works for you. But we have to also discipline ourselves to micromanage our health. And once we start cluing in to how that changes our life, and we start to feel the results. It's so exciting. So I can tell you, since I have been breathing 22 breaths every morning for six weeks, they're full breaths, inhale, exhale. And I switch up my um, feet in Sukhasana pose on my 11 breaths on one side, and then I do the other. And then afterwards, I just do this little gentle stretch with my arms lifting up my arms over my head palms coming together and why that elongates that spine okay our spine gets compressed there at the bottom that lumbar area and we need to elongate that spine and when we do that we feel better so just even five minutes and if you start 
three times a week. If you want to start with three times a week, that's an excellent way to begin learning a habit because everyone knows that three, the beginning, middle, and end. Almost every story, there's always one, two, three. You have a plot, you have an arc, you have the beginning, you have the middle, you have the story arc, um, the crescendo in your music, and then you have the ending. It's three is the miracle of three, even in the Bible. Jesus Christ's story is told in threes. When he was 30 years old, he became Jesus. He walked the life of Christ for three years. He died when he was 33 years old on a cross with two other crosses right beside him. That's three. And on the third day, he rose again. So you see, the three is a powerful number we can tap into our lives. So just do three times a week. Find those days on your calendar that work the best and begin working on this habit for yourself. And it will revolutionize, I promise, your life, how you feel. And it's also a, a simple way to signal to the soul that you care and love about yourself. Um, I learned a lot about soul care from reading Thomas More. Thomas More wrote uh, many books. And if you don't know who Thomas More is, he is an excellent person to look up, to read his books. He's just brilliant. Um, he has been doing this for years, I don't know, maybe 50 years. His first book came out in the 90s. Um, He does psychotherapy and oh my gosh, he's brilliant. What I learned about the soul. And I'm just going to share this excerpt from his book, Care of the Soul. This is chapter 12, Beauty and and it's all about the soul and how this one word, he likes to uh, translate, look at how things have been lost in translation from um, Greek to English, and it's fascinating. So here we have it where he uh, finds, attending a Roman Catholic Mass recently, this is what he says in the opening of the, of the chapter, I was struck by the translation of an ancient prayer I knew well from the old days when the Mass was sung in Latin. Um, And this is what else he says. It just says, The exact translation of the prayer from the Latin is, The Lord only says the word, and my my soul, my soul shall be healed. And the English version, it says, The Lord only says the word, and I shall be healed. So what he's pointing out there is how soul has been removed and inserted with I. And uh, that's more associated with ego. So it's important to know that um, even in a biblical sense, soul, our soul is living inside our body and that's where it resides. So we need to take care of the house we live in to feel better. And I am so grateful that I am still learning and finding out how it impacts my life. So just want to give you these uh, facts so you can understand that it's just not sitting on the floor and just breathing a few times. You are actually taking time to love yourself, send a signal to your soul that you care about yourself. And then also in the science world, we are if you do it enough, you eventually begin to rewire the way your brain 
reacts in um, anxiety situation, okay? So I started out um, sharing that uh, fight or flight moment for me at the beginning of the coronavirus and waiting on hundreds of people and I just kind of had to throw off this um, scrub thing I had on and an utter, just like I just felt like I was being um, suffocated of the mask, uh, this thing on my body, and I just needed to be free. And I realized in that moment, oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not doing my practice like I need to. I need to breathe more because this is the wrong, and it's okay to be human and to mess up, all right? However, when we have high levels of stress, it's so hard, hard on our body. So that's why it's important to take care of ourselves like this, because especially with this virus, we do not need to stress out our body right now. We need to keep our body peaceful and calm in the parasympathetic nervous system, okay? So that's what these 22 breaths will help you do every day. And we're going to begin with three times a week. You choose your days. And I'm just going to give you a couple examples of here. I've already aligned our, our spine, how we're supposed to sit. And now you've got your, um, you've got that nice strong core going and you've rooted your sit bones to the earth. You've protected those knees. Maybe you're sitting on a blanket and your neck is an expansion of the, t- the spine. And we're checking in with our, our, our um, chin last but not least right here and make sure it is coming back toward it's like neutral to the ground so that means it's parallel to the earth so make sure your uh, chin is level with the ground okay and then your neck is nice and strong over that spine and you have a nice lift going on in your rib cage and just close your eyes and we'll just do three breaths together and you can work on adding um, if you need to just start with six breaths on each side to just because it does take a lot of focus it doesn't sound like much but it is to focus 11 breaths on each side drawing your attention and one thing that helps me when I place my hands right on my knees I just count with my fingers and it's sort of like a mudra. That mudra is is what you, you do in um, in yoga. It helps bring a sense of focus, and it actually impacts the way we feel. It, it, it can give us uh, a focal point with our breath. So I tap my fingers on my knees. One breath, one breath is considered one full inhalation in through the nose exhalation out through the nose using those abdominal muscles to extract all of that stale air all right so let's do three full breaths together right now and we'll just calm ourselves down and find peace of mind right where we are because this is where we are is now here in our bodies where we live closing our eyes rooting those sit bones to the earth Lifting that heart space. Let's take a nice, fresh, deep breath. Inhale. Exhale now through the nose. One. Breath two. Inhale. Exhale through the nose. 
final breath together. Inhale. Exhale. Open your eyes. And do you see how even just those three breaths brought us right into the center of our being and we connected with our soul, which needs to be nourished and loved, all right? I am so grateful you are here. Stay strong. Micromanage your health in simple ways. doesn't have to be a hard task every day. We can find little micro moments of self-love that create a better world for us to live in right where we are now. And that's all we can do sometimes. And guess what? That is enough. That is so much. So take care of yourself. Love yourself. Send loving thoughts. And I'm going to end right now with a simple mantra. Uh, Mantra is just repeating positive, powerful words to yourself. And this originated from the Vedic period. Uh, And I do it a lot with uh, Bible scripture. I actually learned about mantras from Dr. Norman Vincent Peale in my 20s. He was the first person that I learned the power of positive thinking. And I will save that for another podcast and explain to you how and why the power of positive thinking isn't just thinking positively. It's not about positive thinking. Oh, you would have to read the book to understand that equation. And it's interesting. I find so many um, world thought leaders kind of negating positive thinking because they're, they're kind of taking a play on words from Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And, and they haven't maybe read his book, which explains it's much deeper than that. So that's another podcast. But when I read his work, he suggested memorizing biblical scriptures. So I did that. And um, he also suggested besides repeating them like a mantra to thread them through your mind, like you would thread a needle of thread into a tapestry throughout your day of positive words in your mind. And why does that work? It it, it prevents our mind, helps stop ruminating, number one. So that is what a mantra does. It grounds ourselves, repeating powerful words helps us feel peaceful. So here is a very simple mantra that I learned um, from um, uh, Casey, Casey McFarland, one of my other teachers at uh, Miracosa. She's just a, a wonderful soul, beautiful, light and airy, positive human being. I'm so grateful she was one of my teachers. Um, and here it goes. All right, let's close our eyes. We're just closing this out. We're coming to the ending, the finale of this podcast together. And put your hands, place them right there onto your knees. Once again, grounding those sit bones, checking in with our spine, lifting that heart space, softening the shoulders. Neck is an extension of the spine. We have that neutral chin parallel to the floor. And repeat after me. Let's take a fresh inhale. Audible exhale. I am peaceful. Next breath. 
I am calm. Inhale. Audible exhale. I am relaxed. Simple mantra, I am peaceful. I am calm. I am relaxed. You can use those three simple sentences to weave into your thinking daily to ground yourself whenever you feel that stirring of emotion. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you learn how to weave in some breathing exercises three times a week. Very simple. Try six on each side of, um, you know, think left side of your knee to the right, counting them on your fingers, and then you can work up to 11 on each side. And um, count them with your fingers. It will help you feel more grounded. And begin to watch and observe how you might be interacting differently with others. So, hey, take care. Stay inspired and be kind and have an inspired mind. I'm out. Hi, this is Michelle Schull, and you are listening to the Inspired Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Memorial Day weekend, and we are in phase two here in California, in San Diego County, um, with uh, quarantine. And I can tell you that it has definitely, um, the smiles on everyone's faces, I can tell this week and what's going on. And of course, let's still stay safe, wear our masks, just do what we need to do to keep our loved ones, ourselves, and those we come in contact with as safe as possible by, you know, doing our own um, micromanaging of our health, taking care of all of those things. But I, um, first of all, want to say I am grateful for you. I don't know who you are, but if you're having a hard time right now, go easy on yourself. That's what I want to share from my heart to yours. It is definitely challenging. And um, I find one of my struggles with the coronavirus, COVID-19 now world is acceptance. And I am constantly accepting accepting my new surroundings and uh, making my mini purpose here and there, doing my podcasts, staying in tune with my breath, um, checking off all of those little boxes. But the bottom line is, is this, our world as we know it has been altered. And whether we realize it or not, it's challenging, obviously. So when we are challenged, one of the most important things I find for me that helps me greatly during any, like when the pressure's on, when it feels like pressure is pushing down on us, just like Queen wrote in that song, or Freddie Mercury, I love that song. Um, it's, it's when we need to kind of like push back. Uh, you know, we, when I say push back, we, It's exactly what I mean, pushing back toward the force of life that's trying to eradicate maybe the feeling of wellness, feeling good about ourselves, or our well-being. And when all that we know, your job, your livelihood, 
um, the way you view yourself has been stripped away. And on top of it, uh, finances are not what they were. It's, it's challenging. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely going through that too. Um, you know, on the other hand, our business, our produce shop in, uh, San Diego is, is doing extremely well because it's an essential business. It's remained open and I've been able to kind of segue over with my schedule and, and be with my husband every day, help him there, put my focus there. And, um, you know, one of my, my main goals right now, believe it or not, it may sound trite to you, but it is just being a good wife. And how can I be a good wife is by being there with Robin every day when he's working. Um, and that's what I'm doing. And yes, not every day is a day where I just want to run down to paradise, wait on a hundred people in a mask and, and, and check them in with their produce. But I do it anyway with a smile on my face. Today, I was a little bit more relaxed, okay? Um, I uh, There's a couple of people that I must say I kind of held back from. I thought, okay, I know I... I should not engage with this person. You know, sometimes you can just read circumstances. But guess what? I pushed back on the feeling of kind of um, that self-pity or, you know, because uh, that's that's how my real feelings are. And that's okay. However, we also have to be careful when we embrace our feelings, our emotions, that they don't become who we are. We do not live our lives by our emotions, but instead we um, take them, understand them, understand deeply why we feel them and move through it and then push past it so we don't remain stuck. Um, And so today I, I woke up, felt great, kind of hung out with the dogs and then just halfway through the day just felt kind of like this surreal moment, you know, where like, wow, am I still wearing this mask? Has it really been two and a half months? What? You know, because originally it was two months and it was uh, four weeks and it was six. We all know it's gone on. It's all different for everyone in different states. And these are um, minor complaints. Okay. Of course, this is serious. I respect the quarantine. We all do. Um, I'm well, I take that back. There's definitely kind of a side going on out there that I hear a lot of opinions right now. Um, you know, in the very beginning of the quarantine, everyone was very kind and love loving. We are all in this together. And I just loved that little jewel. I was extracting, experiencing where, uh, people were just so kind and they still are there, but, and the tension has been removed. However, now it's kind of like, Uh, do I have to wear the mask? You know, I'm in a business where we have to put the mask signs out legally, okay? And whether we enforce it or not, San Diego County left it up to each business to decide how they wanted to deal with this. And uh, since we're an open air market, we've decided to definitely enforce the masks. However, if someone comes in and no one's in there, they come in without their mask and, um, and then if someone else is coming in and they want to have the mask on, they don't have it, then the deal is is they would just ask them to wait, you know, until this person is left. And that's how we are tackling this um, at our business. So 
we're in the midst of the middle of each side listening to all of these different theories, feelings, expressions, and then someone will come in that I can tell is fragile and it just brings tears to my eyes. And I remember this is why we are in the quarantine. We are protecting people that are fragile, that are that need to be, and that can still be any of us. So none of us are immune to this. And that's why there is a lockdown. And um, the reason I'm going through this with you right now is because it's been a hard week for me. All right. Um, bottom line, my husband and I have been looking for a home and we probably would have already had one bought by now, but the coronavirus thing happened. Everything changed, virtual tours, uh, extra hours at work. And then it's just, it was just, it's just been too much. So we've decided to hold off and, uh, try again in the new, in the new year. It's just too much. We don't have enough time. And so it was so exciting. We'd found a place and I loved it. My husband, he didn't love it quite as much, but I was just so excited. I loved the address. I loved it. It was like at this tri-level um, townhome, a twin home. It's connected to another home in Vista. I just loved it. It was beautiful. It had a deck instead of a little backyard, but it was a massive deck. We were going to have to replace that. But lo and behold, the night before um, our realtor came back, sounded like we had a chance maybe getting this. And, you know, a few things occurred with termite damage and also with the coronavirus, uh, you know. And it just... In long story short, we ended up not getting the house. It wasn't a good idea to buy this house. We didn't. And I just kind of felt like I hit a wall, you know, where I've been doing, been hitting all of these check marks. And so what do we do when everything that we know and love has been stripped away from us? How do we keep praying? How do we keep having hope? When all that we know and love feels like it's gone. And I am a huge believer in prayer, faith. Beloved, I love Jesus. I love him very much. I love Mary. I'm, I guess I, I am more than a spiritual person. I realize I'm kind of religious on my own way. I don't necessarily conform to a certain uh, denomination. Uh, I've gone to all sorts of churches in my life from self-realization uh, uh, fellowship in uh, Encinitas to Catholic in in Los Angeles to Episcopalian to non-denominational to Southern Baptist to Lutheran to Methodist to Presbyterian I have okay I've church hopped my whole life and what I, I'm telling you this is because what I have found what has worked for me is extracting the jewels from each of these places, these denominations, and bring them into my world, how I can utilize them. So right now, I'm utilizing them. I have on my rosary, I bought a rosary today, and I bought a keychain with a St. Dominic. I bought, I, I found my my saint bracelet with all my saints, and then I have on my little mala beads for my yoga, and then I have another little beads on with a, with a cross. And I just said, I need these little extra 
um, kimset things on my body just to give me a grounded piece of happiness inner knowing that this too shall pass something that can remind me that this is not forever and we're in phase two and you know I hope we don't have a setback and you know I keep reminding myself many times like oh this is you know you've got food you're able to work you know all these things and this is why I'm addressing this. And even as we hear others tell us how we should feel, we shouldn't feel like that because this isn't World War II. This isn't that. We're not experiencing extremes. It was so nice to speak to my friend Kimberly, who lives near uh, uh, Paradise Produce up in Cielo. We went through the college thing together with one of our, when my son was graduating. And we just both shared, we commiserated on how we feel. And it was so good to just be honest talk about it and just say it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to miss our reality of how life was and it's okay to talk about that as a fact and those are your feelings and not to suppress it and to be honest with ourselves and um I thought I was doing great up until this week okay just kind of got that you know we'd been looking for about well, we've been looking off and on for about a year and a half, um, but really looking for about three months and seriously looking for two months where we've been going around all these tours and went around in the mudslide day where we had two or three days of rain at the end of uh, March. And anyway, but let me tell you something. I'm driving home, living in the place I've lived for 10 years, this beautiful little town home in Cardiff by the sea, a mile and a half away from the beach, had the blessing of raising my son here for 10 years of his life. And what a blessing. We love this place. It's wonderful, but it's time for us to move on. And eventually we're going to find another house. But it's okay if we're here a little longer. And the sun is out. And right next to me, I'm looking at some fresh produce and vegetables, some eggs, uh, you know, um, So I have to remind myself, just like you do, that I have many things to be grateful for. So that's what I'm posing to you to look at yourself today and what maybe you might find frustration with in your life, with how you want it to change. And um, take a look instead at the other side of what we can be grateful for. So my animals I've got all of my fur babies I just love them so much their their stock has gone up so much I've I've always loved animals I grew up on a farm in Missouri from horses cows pigs you name it I've had it (laughs) I had a, a, a pet pig I didn't know it was going on you know I didn't know back then what the pet pig was for so that's that's a whole Charlotte Webb story but I used to like kind of sing the the melody of the Incredible Hulk to this pig I've had horses, I showed cows and 4-H, so when I say the stock has gone up for my fur babies right now, it is a lot because I've always been an animal lover. I'm just so grateful for my dogs, so grateful for my kitty cats, and I'm so grateful for this life, and I surrender. That's what I found out, I surrender, I trust. And I made it there because I I just finally gave up and I surrendered and it felt so good. So 
finding that gratitude and surrendering control of what we can and knowing that this too shall pass there's sun shining out on the yard the green is so glittery with the bright rays of sun I love these trees I've been looking at these trees for 10 years it's been a beautiful place to live I am blessed so instead of looking at the opposite I'm forcing myself today with all of my might to find gratitude beauty and weave that into my tapestry instead but for like three or four days I just kind of went around grumpy and it's just not like me and I guess I just kind of had to process that and that's okay but if you're having a week like I just had go easy on yourself take extra care of yourself give yourself little treats take that bath with the with the little salt scrub with the the loofah pad the, the green mud mass the, lots of bubbles or that hot shower and just kind of get the day off your body we can begin again at any time and and find a new mood a new feeling and regroup and this podcast is as much for me as it is you and it's been challenging you know because I had no clue when I started this little mini purpose podcast for myself that um, the inspired mind would be inspiring me because it's making me reflect deeper on what can I find to talk about in my podcast and that might cheer someone up or give them inspiration and sometimes the most real thing is just the truth of where we are and to surrender and to find peace of mind with that and that's what I did and I hope you can do the same you probably already have I may be way ahead of the curve I may be I may be way behind onto the curve here but um I love just kind of be bopping around with my smile listening to ABBA you know just trying to have the best day I possibly can and there's a lot to be said to that because we do not know what's coming tomorrow and I learned to be like that because I watched two friends die at a in their 30s and when I was in my 30s and it shifted the way I live every day every day and um, but I also see now how that formula is great but it's okay to kind of mesh with some of the real things going on and um, I just always want my words to be kind and loving because I don't want them to be the the last words someone hears in case we don't see each other again because things can happen so that's another reason why I I try to keep my spirit up, upbeat, happy. And like last week, I, I celebrated my year in yoga. Um, did a little 20-minute stretch for uh, the yoga studio at home. And it was pretty funny. My, my cats were knocking over the camera. A thousand different things were kind of happening. The fancy feast um, kitty cat box where he had my phone camera streaming live for the Facebook feed. Uh, Lily knocked that over. And, and then when I started, it was showing too. So it was all about the cats and my dogs. And I just thought that is just perfect because that's what has given me so much love. And, and I was just being really light and honest and, and sharing my feelings. And I just extracted another jewel of of love from this is I like teaching yoga prior to the corona world okay but I I found out that I love it 
And how wonderful is that to know that you love what you do deeply. And I'm sure many of you feel the same way if you are not getting to do what you love to do. But hang in there, you know, and you will, we will be back. Uh, we just have to be mindful and, and take care of ourselves and make sure we keep those hands away from the face, okay? And if you can, wear a mask, even if you don't want to. I mean, I know it's our, we have freedoms, but it it's just might be the polite thing to do in, in certain situations or where, you know, and I that's what I'm trying to do. And we have to, I live it every day at Paradise. So for me, I, I don't mind. It's easy for me to tell you this because I'm doing it every day already because it's required by law for essential businesses to wear the mask so everyone has to make up their own decision but when I see those um, older ladies or, 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 or friends that come into paradise that are in their 80s and 90s I am so grateful even if there's truth that the mask does you know doesn't work it's just a, a courtesy a respect and I'm, I'm looking forward to shopping tomorrow for for one of the gals. And she's, believe it or not, out of everybody I've seen, I'm not just saying this because she's 90, she's the most with it human being I have ever met. And uh, she's 90 years old, and she's living on her own, taking care of herself. And I, I get her, uh, I receive her, her order for the grocery store, and I'm always looking at it, scrutinizing, going secret to life's in her, her grocery order here. I know it because she's so feisty and she is such a spirit to her. And uh, I'm looking forward to shopping for her. And I, I have to admit, the last time she was on uh, the last list, she had chocolate bars. But each, each time she does the grocery list, you would think it would be the same. She always changes up that grocery list. And I thought that was insightful right there. Insight for me to take because I can tend to eat the same thing every day, which can be good. But hey, we got to spice it up, change it up, you know, get to know ourselves better. And um, she had chocolate bars on there. And so when I went through Trader Joe's the other day, I was able to get in there. I did some dark, dark, dark chocolate bars. And I thought... Joan grabbed the chocolate bars. I am too. And uh, I'm so excited. I, I I know her more because of the coronavirus. So that's another jewel I've able to extract to bond with people in this kind of micro world where I am at the fruit stand that I wouldn't normally bond with. And I've also lost touch with people I dearly love through the yoga studio. I mean, not that I've lost touch, but I'm not seeing them every week. So... Um, I'm just going to be patient. Uh, you know, I guess the two is I thought by now we'd be maybe be, be back. I think in my mind I told myself May, May 15th, but now we're going on the end of May, and it looks like phase three is happening uh, maybe mid-June. So, oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. Right before the, the coronavirus, I was hired uh, to teach at a wonderful corporate uh, gym, uh, yoga, and I can't wait to teach there. I'm not afraid at all. I think because I've been out, I've I've been around at least at least five to seven thousand. We're not sure. My husband, and I, it's either like five to seven thousand or eight to ten thousand, but we think more realistically, at least seven thousand people or so, based on our sales of what we keep track of, have gone through 
our little fruit stand in the last two months. This is crazy. So for me to go teach yoga and be around people will be very easy because I've already. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Yes. With that big mask on, you know, and uh, we we got through it, and we're very grateful for all the business. And everyone's been very kind and loving, and we've we've gotten closer to some of our customers, and I'm so grateful for that. It's so nice to meet caring, loving people, and um, that's what I want to also say. Post to you to to try to evaluate the jewels, the gems, those special moments, those vignettes that have happened that would not have happened. And uh, my sister and I were talking about she's gotten into cycling where she is um, cycling all the time. She's usually really into the gym, lifting weights. And um, her husband is a cyclist and they're doing, I think it's called tandem. I'm not sure where the bikes. She went almost 40 miles today. It's crazy. It's amazing. So she's gotten into cycling um, and having these incredible experiences and Meanwhile, I've got the mask on and I'm waiting on all these people with the front stand. But you know what? I'm so happy I'm getting to meet all these people. I love people like my dad. My dad's a talker. And as you can tell, so am I. And my dad, he loves to meet people. And I, I realized I do too. And so in many ways, marrying Robin and being down at Paradise during this time is right where I needed to be because I get to meet all these people that are in quarantine too, but they're getting to do their essential grocery shopping. So it's been, it's been quite a ride for just about to um, edge out of it. You know, for now, I hope it doesn't return. I, you know, there's all sorts of, we just have to be careful, but Hey, I, I just, I'm sitting in my garage now. I'm sure you've heard the road noise is over. Um, but from my heart to yours, it's okay to get upset. We're going to get through this and go kind on yourself. Go easy on your soul. You know, we can, we tend to be the hardest on ourselves, you know, at least I do because I, uh, it's not a perfect world, world. No one's perfect. And we need to just pick up right where we are. And sometimes we just have to look at the way things are. Like somebody asked me today, how are you doing? And I said, you know, today I'm a little, I'm a little more low key but that's okay. I'm happy to be here. And it was just nice. It was, just, and he's like, oh, and I get that. I know what you're saying. And we just kind of had this moment where we bonded. All right. <laughs> Through the masks. All right. So, Hey, I'm out. My dogs are waiting for their walk. Be kind and have an inspired mind. And if you don't always feel inspired, go easy on yourself. We, we, we can also feel our feelings. And, um, I want you to know that's what the inspired mind is about. It's about, finding ways to to lift our spirits and the and the trick you know and one of the reasons I'm all about being inspired finding happiness I said a friend that committed suicide and I learned a lot about suicide and uh, a lot of people commit suicide so with emotions yes it's good to feel our emotions but we have to try not to get stuck in them it, it can be hard and there's a lot of things that can compact depression so it's not just feelings I know that but anyway, I guess this is my way of, of combating that for myself. And maybe I've reached that one person that needs to hear, it's okay to feel imperfect in an imperfect world. And it's okay to get fed up. And it's okay to wonder why. And when you surrender, life 
just kind of blossoms. It's crazy. I hope you feel that too. I'm signing out. Uh, my husband just pulled up in his truck and he's going to be like, baby, what are you doing in the car still? Get to the dogs. <laughs> um, hey, take care. I look forward to hearing um, anything you ever have to say. You can send me a message here and I appreciate you tuning into my podcast. Be kind and, and take good care of yourself. Wash those hands. I'm out. Hi, this is Michelle Shaw, and you are listening to the Inspired Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful you are here. And if you are listening to this podcast, is there's a great chance that you are experiencing change, uncertainty, and a new direction in life. And I am right there with you. And this isn't just about quarantine or coronavirus. This is about changes in life when what we know falls away when life as we know it no longer exists because there have been so many changes the way that we were our habits have changed where we live maybe even the people we know are completely different so how do we get through these times when life feels scary and maybe uncertain and what we know in life falls away that is right where I am and that little sound was in my car yes I'm driving right now sometimes it's just easier for me to streamline right here with you inside my car Um, and from my heart to yours I'm just going to share some vulnerable moments with you it's been a trying time for me uh, more so than it has been in many years and I um, thought empty nest blues were difficult oh that was a, a joy ride compared to this <laughs> like can we bring those back please I'm just kidding uh, but maybe because the, the environment we're in was uh, quarantine brought on by outside circumstances so many times in life that's what happens outside circumstances can sideswipe us. I write about this a lot in um, my book, Spiritual. It's a self-help book on how to stay happy with 10 suggestions. And you know what's happened for me? And it's exciting because I have this podcast that I started as my mini purpose in 2020 and really putting my money where my mouth is here. You know, like I've had to kind of do a lot of soul searching on the inspired mind and and why is it important to stay inspired and is that a message that is worthy and during this time part of me just wanted to just kind of uh, strip down and be very vulnerable real and just get right through it and you know realistic and just be but what I found out more than ever more than ever do I know without a doubt the innermost part of my soul that I'm on the right path of the inspired mind and writing books about cultivating inner happiness why because uh, as we know things can come into our world and change our reality in a, on a dime just instantly and so when that happens it can be frightening it can be scary it causes anxiety which uh, takes its own toll on our immune system and so I have been going through many ups and downs just like I'm sure you have many of us have and I'm very uh, blessed I'm, I'm happy I'm so glad that I'm healthy but and I do all of the gratitude where I'm grateful and I practice my gratitude I breathe I do but 
I've just kind of stripped everything away in my life. And when I say I've stripped everything away, I have little methods that I do all the time that kind of keep me in this beboppy, happy, resilient mood. And for whatever reason, I guess it's because it's the quarantine. I just kind of felt like I don't, I, sh- I just need to be real and in the moment and doing this just like it is. And that doesn't seem realistic to be beboppy and happy. And I will tell you how wrong, how wrong I was for at least myself. And by learning, by practicing just the opposite of what I've been doing for many years to kind of keep my mood elevated, to find more peace of mind, inner happiness, creating moments of joy right where I am without taking uh, vivacious trips around the world or uh, buying expensive clothes or getting that quick fix by having a fabulous meal in a beautiful restaurant by the beach. These moments that I have discovered they are so important and when out without them it's like uh, my world became this barren desert okay and I've practiced my yoga I've been doing all my yoga trust me and my breathing but I kind of put aside my happy moments that I do um, one reason it rained a lot we had some weird things going on in the neighborhood with different construction Uh, I do the sunshine club the coffee time with my fur babies and and then in the evening these are just little moments that I have threaded into my daily life and I stopped doing them a lot of it's because my schedule's changed because of the coronavirus and there's been a lot of extra pressure my husband and I are moving we were looking to buy a home it's just crazy there were a couple of times where we almost got one um and I was just so certain this last one we were going to end up buying it and lo and behold there was some kind of termite damage and we thought it was just in the deck happened to be inside um the drywalls throughout the house on one side and my husband and I just kind of made an executive decision to put that aside and then just maybe um stay where we are or maybe find it somewhere else so I've been on this roller coaster of finding a home during the coronavirus working full-time with one of those masks on my face since uh, March 15th and I I don't need a pity party here but I'm just trying to explain to you how I have uncovered what I've written about what my new little mini purpose with this podcast has revealed to me and what's exciting is I've uncovered at least for myself and hey right now if I have learned anything is right where I am is all I can be in this moment and why not be as happy as possible why not find as much joy as I can right where I am if tomorrow is uncertain and we do not know a hundred percent what tomorrow brings why not squeeze every drop of goodness out of this life right where we are now we don't need to become a martyr and just show up wake up and be on this little march in life and uh play along because other people we may know are unhappy or it's crazy dramatic things going on in the world it's okay for us to find happiness 
right now through the midst of uncertainty, through the midst of change, and through the through all of what's happened. Because why this is our life? It's our choice. And in a way I'm I have to say I'm kind of I'm a little shocked that I put aside some of my daily practices to find inner joy, but it's like I just needed, I felt like, oh, I need to join the real trip troops in the world, and I'm, I'm marching into the, you know, quarantine zone, and it's this and it's that, and I need to act accordingly because so is everyone else, and that's just an illusion. It's not even real. Our world is real where we are, how we handle it, and how we react it's up to us. So I'm just excited to uncover the, the purpose, the road I was on prior to COVID-19 world was correct. And even though the world as we know it may not completely go back to normal as it was, this is the reality we are in now. There's no reason to struggle against it and when we do struggle against reality it only causes strife for us and so that's what I have under I have found is that I've kind of had like this um, two sides of my personality kind of fighting one wants to be uh, the good girl and do everything I'm supposed to do and the other one is like oh don't you know it's not okay to be happy right now it's not okay to find joy because of all of these things going on in the world and the world is a harder place and I need to kind of get in line and follow no 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 that is not the case why because when we let go of happiness hope we let go of our our anchor to joy okay so joy is just that feeling that we can get every once in a while just bubbles up from the inside like when you're a little kid and you you're like got the balloon or you're out flying a kite with your family or um I wrote about a piece of joy in one of my my um blogs on Mango Jane and I I referenced this clip in my mind of uh like my, my mind has been searching for one of the happiest moments in my childhood and I found it it was uh on a lake I think it was in Colorado with my parents when we were going to, um, I think it was Yellowstone. We had this big camper on the back of our truck and we stayed at all of these KOAs. And I honestly, most of the trip, I, I, I felt kind of cramped in the, in the camper and I just kept wondering where we returned to my nice big bed at home or felt like it was big compared to the camper anyway. But there was this one moment that stuck out. I still remember it. And it gave me such a vivid feeling of inner joy and where I belonged. And it was with my mother, my brother, my sister, and my father on a lake in Colorado. Uh, We stopped there and we camped out. And when I woke up, I had on my blue windbreaker and I had on this little hat with this camera and my hair was long. I think it was about 12 years old and my mom and dad had a little bonfire and we were cooking breakfast. They were making biscuits, just those plain old white biscuits with bacon and eggs and I had black coffee in a styrofoam cup and I looked out over the mountains that were off in the horizon behind the lake and I thought... This may be the best moment of my life as at this moment. And it just came back to me like a flash. So for the last two and a half months, I've been searching for, is my purpose right? What I've set out to do. 
uh, writing these books, uh, creating uh, public domain books that I love that inspired my soul, taking all of this time to do that. And without a doubt, I have found that there's the most important thing in life for you or me right now is to find inner joy, peace of mind, and love for this life. Like God wants us to find happiness even in the midst even in the midst of turmoil, war, all of the bad things that have happened in the world. Uh, and I found a, a, an excellent example of that in a miniseries movie on war and peace. Tolstoy. Uh, I have not read that book yet, but I'm definitely going to be reading it when I, when I publish that public domain book. Uh, classic, literary classic. And it was with a I think James, let's see, James Norton, I can't think of this, but he was uh, in, I think, Grantchester and McMafia. This excellent actor. I think he's up for James Bond. But in this book, the main character is searching for what is the meaning of living? What is the meaning of living? He searches. Um, he searches through religion. Uh, he has all these different feelings, and he never quite finds it. And at the very end of of this uh, mini-series, he actually, uh, this is when Napoleon is going, and this book is about when Napoleon is, uh, charges in with this 200, however, thousands of, hundreds of thousands of soldiers in Moscow, and um, they end up pretty much getting defeated. I mean, they took Moscow, but they never won it over because everyone just left and they had to leave, and by the time Napoleon got back to France, there were only 20,000 troops. Anyway, in this movie, the main character, James Norton's character, uh, not his character, he plays, I think, the prince, um, but his friend, he stumbles upon, he goes out and looks for the battle, like, because he knows this big battle is about to happen, the Napoleon's coming, and he was excited about the war, he wanted to go see it. And what ends up happening, he's captured, it's awful, it's traumatic, it's the worst possible thing he's ever endured. He just had no idea um, the atrocities of war up close and personal. He becomes captured, he's a prisoner, he's taken away. And then um, as he's a prisoner, he, he becomes friends with another prisoner that has a dog and they kind of hang out and he notices one prisoner is just always happy. And he keeps asking this friend, his friend, how can you be happy right now? We are prisoners. We're not even free. And his friend is like, do you see that? And he holds up this piece of bread that he was given. And, it, and he's like, yeah, I see that. And he's like, but look at it. And he goes, I just want you to really look at that piece of bread and savor it. And so the main character does that. He takes the bread and he... He, he takes a moment to savor that bread. And the beauty of eating that bread, that small, perfect moment, as a prisoner, in the cold, not knowing what tomorrow is going to be. And he experienced inner joy from savoring that moment, from being right there with it, present, finding the goodness in life, even in the darkness. So... My little bobble thing, like on the lake, when you go fishing, it's been underwater a lot, I have to admit. Um, my light's been off. And it's so 
wonderful that it's kind of bobbing back up because it's okay to find that inner joy to make moments of beauty right where we are now even when life falls away as we know it so what can we do when life falls away as we know it cultivate moments of joy where we are by our habits and how we take care of ourselves and I can give you three of mine Um, one is called the light tidy where I just go around every night and I say a light tidy is better than no tidy and I just go around and I just take care of my little things I put my coffee cup in its place I wash out my my coffee maker I get my lemon water stuff ready my yoga area pretty and where I'm going to do my breathing exercises and I tidy up everything and so when I wake up I've created this moment of peace because my things are in order Um, that's just one the next one would be my breathing exercises get up and I do 11 on each side of my body you know we've got a left leg a right leg and so I do 22 total but doing this every day without fail during the coronavirus and it has just helped me so much find a lot more peace and also how to deal with my emotions because um, how do we let life fall away when we just experienced the best 10 years of our life how do we let go of that Um, and I just figured out I don't have to let go of it it's a memory it's with me what we leave behind stays with us in our hearts memories are real they're tangible and I can hold that sacred space in my heart you know, so the last 10 years of my life, um, I've lived in Cardiff by the sea with my husband and my son. And my son is off at college and I truly lived the best 10 years of my life. And so there's been a part of me that's been afraid of letting go, of moving forward. And I realized in doing so, I can still take a piece of that with me and I can still experience joy life has changed but what falls away will remain in my heart and no one can take those memories from you those things that you cherish that you love they're with you forever so what falls away does but we can always cherish our memories keep them close to our hearts and find inner joy in the midst of hard times So, yes, figure out these things on your own. Understand that life, others will tell us, it's not okay to be happy right now because of what's going on in the world. You need to be serious in this. And, uh, you know, after encountering uh, encountering about, I didn't know Rob and I were, we either think it's... uh, Seven to 9,000 people or 8 to 10,000? We're not quite sure because we had so many more people on the weekend, which kind of throws off the average in two months during the quarantine in our essential business that we run this produce uh, fruit stand. And it definitely was a challenge, okay? Uh, neither of us ever uh, contracted the con- coronavirus that we know of. And we, we listened to a lot of theories and ideas and we supported other people by being open and we supported ourselves too and we we're so grateful for all the extra business and I have to say too I learned a lot about prayer and my prayer and how I pray and um, 
I'm finding my prayer, trying to turn my prayer time more into a conversation of learning um, in my heart from God instead of a wish list or this or that. But if something's really important, of course, ask with great faith. And we don't always get what we want, all right? And I'm going to tell you straight up that there's been a few times this last month where I just was like a little unnerved when I got that no that I really wanted that yes but I surrendered and my plan is not always the best plan but I trust in God and he's his plan's always been so much better and we don't always know why something happens or why what we wanted to happen doesn't for example this one house that I loved and we made the last bid on uh, it just kind of set my heart into a darker place and I felt like, I kind of felt like, well, what's the point of all of my, my little wish lists of my Mango Jane, my inspired mind, if I, I can't always find that inspiration. And what I realized is that's okay. It, and in the darkness of those moments, I found the light of why. Why what I do is good for me. It's good for me because it keeps me going. It's my purpose. It helps me find the beauty. It helps me extract more inner joy. And everyone beats to a different drum. But for my life, elevating my mood and, and taking life and uh, creating these moments and fine-tuning each day into a more beautiful world for myself has given me so much more inner peace and joy. And this really began back in my uh, my, my 30s when two of my close friends um, died. I had a friend that um, actually committed suicide and another friend that died of, of pancreatic cancer. Both were in their mid-30s and it just kind of threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting it and I went through a lot of grief early on. And after that happened, I, I um, experienced close up and personal that death can come at any moment and we can lose people we love. And um, because of that, I began to, to to try to extract as much joy and happiness out of each day. And that may not sound realistic, but I'm going to tell you when I let those patterns go and I put that aside during hard times or uh, because I'm molding into what society wants me to do, my light goes out, gets a little bit darker. It's harder for me to find that um light in my eye that kind of glint that little glitter that glint that that the little moment when you when you connect with other people and your eyes kind of look like they're sparkling mine's been gone probably for a couple weeks and um how sad is that all because I'm experiencing what lots of people are experiencing but it's we've got to crawl our way up to that light when we fall in that hole. Otherwise, that's how suicides happen. That's why people commit suicide. They lose that light, their belief in life and what is good and why it's wonderful to stay alive. And so when we fight back and we create 
and make our world beautiful by doing what we can with where we are and being very realistic on what inner joy can be. It's not taking that fabulous trip to the Riviera, which I love to do that, and that does bring me happiness. But what is real are those moments I can savor, just like that character in War and Peace. How I can savor my 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 two dogs and my, my kitty my kitties and find that that light just being with my husband giving him a hug um hearing my mom's voice on the phone looking at the clouds up in the sky reading that perfect perfect sentence in a book i have yet to read that inspires my soul these are the moments that get me up these are the moments that get me going or having that breakthrough on my yoga mat of being able to do like a wheel pose and then walk my legs up into a handstand, flip down, and then go back. Because I've tried something new I've never done before because I've let myself believe that I'm more than my age. And I've let somebody inspire me. Ariel, you rock, girl. You're my favorite. You're one of my favorite yoga teachers ever. ever. Ariel on life. I think it's Ariel on yoga too on Instagram. She's one of my favorite yoga teachers I've ever had the um, great honor of taking classes from. Her, uh, She offered these Zoom classes during the quarantine and it was like my bobbing light that kept me going. Like on Wednesday, I got to do that Zoom and um, I had some good breakthroughs. So thank you, Ariel. I don't know if you'll ever hear this podcast. I know I've said thank you many times in my emails or online, but uh, it's like when we take a chance and let our light shine, we just never know how it might impact someone we know and love. And so that's another reason it's important to keep our head above water. It's important to find that joy, that light, so we can shine and give others hope. We all are in this together. And I am grateful. I'm so grateful for uh, Candy at the yoga studio. All of the teachers and my my uh, other yogi students there, my friends, my beloveds, my family, um, and most of all, I'm grateful for my husband. I miss my son. I love my son. I'm so proud of him. He's off in the big world, working online, getting his classes with college. Just doesn't even. I mean, he just, I wish you know. Of course, I wish. Like every mom, they always wish their kids call them every day. But I know we'll connect again more like that when he is a little older. But he's finding himself in the world during a very hard time for all of us. And I've never been more proud of him. So I just want to reach out to you from the bottom of my heart here on the Inspired Mind podcast and tell you to go easy on yourself. It's a challenging time. This is just one thing that's occurred in life that will keep happening. I'm so sorry if you lost a loved one through this. It hurts when we lose those we love. But just know you will find joy again. You will find love in your heart again. It may take a little time, but open your heart again. Believe in life. It's worth living. And if you've uh, lost your income or job, have faith in your abilities and that your income will come back. You will find it. I'm um, very fortunate to have my husband and I. We're working together 
remember working like six days a week. He's working seven. I've never seen him work so much. But uh, I'm just grateful to be down there. Uh, no, is it something I want to do every day? Maybe not. But I'm I'm doing it. Why? Because I'm grateful to have a job. Grateful to be with my husband. Grateful to have food on the table and, and, and to be healthy. So we've got to just, you know, keep checking off those gratitude lists. And when we hit, hit the time when we become frustrated, it's okay to have those feelings. But just remember, we've got to bob up from that, that dark well and find that piece of light. Find that moment to savor and create our own moments of joy whenever we can by just weaving them into our daily life. Hey, it's Michelle Shaw. I'm so happy you tuned in. This was a very real vulnerable share. I hope you um, understand where I'm coming from and understand that I'm so excited to be here and um, the light is on and sometimes it will go off and that's part of life. But we've also got to learn how to save ourselves, pick ourselves up with those bootstraps, you know that saying, and um, just carry on. Do what must be done. This is not happiness, but it is greatness. That is Goethe. And that is uh, one of my favorite quotes from my 20s. It just happens to be my husband's favorite quote. I had no idea when I married him until later that that was one of his favorite quotes. And um, we both have talked about this quote and why we like it um, because I'm all about happiness. So why would that be my favorite quote? Because what I found out is when I do what must be done, I may not have happiness, but I have greatness. So if you were doing what we must be doing and you feel good about yourself when you do what you need to do. And so the effect of that is you have inner happiness because you're carrying your share of load in the world. So ask yourself, are you carrying your own share of load for yourself? Are you being realistic? Are you doing enough? And um, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I really want to be truthful with myself, check in, and um, be a light of truth from right where I am and vulnerable and real. And um, also be happy. (laughs) Why? Because it's good to have fun. It's good to be joyful and it's good to live. And it's okay to enjoy this life even in the midst of hard times. So... Hey, it's the inspired mind. Be kind. Stay inspired. We'll get through this. I'm getting through it. My little bobber's back up over the water, and I'm grateful for you. So take care, and I look forward to sharing another podcast. The next one will definitely be in the Sunshine Club with my fur babies, and that will be tomorrow. So take care. I'm out.